last time on Out of the Forest. All right, uh, the cop car pulls over alongside your, your micro caravan. Keeps it straight and narrow. You won't have to have any more these little talks. Y'all, I don't, I don't know if y'all know this, but th- there ain't police anymore. It definitely means that the blight that I fought probably also happening once again, and I doubt that there's been anybody to fight it back. People just keep describing this blight thing as some weird entity. What is it exactly? A bestial thing born of the willing betrayal amongst men. Jairus, man, is there something wrong with your clock? I don't know what you mean. Oh, my god. What if, instead of following the person who gets chosen to be the sacrifice, what if it were one of us? Comes to me to bring this meeting to order and open the floor to nominations. Uh, Alec is going to stand up and uh, just raise his hand and be like, uh, I nominate myself. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a horrifying, horrifying jester costume. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris and I am your GM slash keeper slash jester, and I am joined by my players. Uh, <laughs> I'm Evan and I play uh, Jester Card Jairus Hastings. I'm Dominic and I play Sergeant Raymond James. I'm Jessica and I play Alexander Everhart. And I'm Alistair and I play Beth Waterman. We zoom back in to the intersection along Cherry Tree Crossing Road in the city of Brandywine. Three people, a housewife, a paladin, and a sergeant of the U.S. Army, are sitting uh, in a minivan with an with a extremely large dog half asleep in the back seat. They are watching carefully as people finish up the preparations in a parking lot across the way where there is a cage that contains uh, their recently made ally. Alec, you watch as uh, the mayor and the the couple people who came with her uh, go around lighting the torches around the picnic benches and generally make ready for the uh, ritual farewell that you have seen performed so many times in your however long it's been that you were trapped in this nightmare. What do you do? Um, as, as I'm looking around, because, you know, my sister was, this happened to my sister when earlier, do, do I remember this this meal where she was, like, stuck in a cage? Like, do I, do I remember this happening to her, too? Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of a faded and weird memory since that event took place in a paradoxical pocket of the blight before it had fully taken over Brandywine. Uh, but but you do kind of recall the, the, the basic steps of this process. Was like was it similar where like where like I was sitting here having a meal while she, my sister was just up in a cage somewhere? <laughs> I think you and your your family, and and often the family of the the chosen sacrifice, typically spend much of their time uh, like w- at w- at the cage with their family member they're losing, uh, mm-hmm. talking with them, and and you know, grieving. 
Uh, so you were probably set, like like standing by the cage with your sister, probably like, holding her hand and comforting her for the entire duration that you were allowed. Okay. Um, I think Alec is going to like have this like small flash of a memory like wash over him and get very sad and upset and also just angry about everything that's happening. Um, and um, I think he's going to kind of take a closer look around um, with the sacrifices. Do, have we ever like seen the actual sacrifice happen or do we just leave before... After the the right of farewell, uh, the right of farewell. I, let me start over. The right of farewell tends to end as the the uh, a, a representative from the legion arrives to collect the sacrifice. Everyone kind of clears out, and then mm-hmm. they they take the sacrifice and bring it to the, the the legion's headquarters. And no one's quite sure what happens after that. The beasts don't attack after a sacrifice has been taken. That's about all that's known. So we don't know how they're sacrificed or what actually happens to them. A hundred percent uncertain what happens to them after they are brought to Legion headquarters. They just don't return afterwards. Okay. Okay. Um, and so what is happening around, around like what is happening around me right now? Are people just setting up tables for this meal or what's happening? They're, they're lighting torches and like, like preparing stuff, making sure everything's set up where it needs to be. I think they're, they're nearing the end of this process. It's not a big one. Uh, the, since everyone's kind of got to leave in quick order, the ritual of farewell doesn't have a lot of setup to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's like food there. I think people just bring over some of the food from the uh, meeting beforehand. Um, I, th- I think for the most part, people just sit and talk in hushed tones about what's about to happen and say okay. goodbye to the chosen. Is there um, anything? Because I mean, I'm. I don't, I don't know if they did they search my pockets or anything before they put me in my cage no you you uh elected to go willingly so they like didn't do anything to you they just brought you here and locked you in the cage okay all right like th- th- this has never happened before they're not quite sure if there's anything extra they need to do they're just like okay well he he made the decision himself yep. put him in the cage um is uh is there anything like how low is the cage? Am I like up in the sky, or is there anything within arm's reach of me? Uh, there's not really anything in arm's reach except maybe it, it, it's like one of those uh hanging cages that are like it's got like the the pole going up and then over and then it's hanging on a chain like mm-hmm. a couple feet off the ground from that. Um, okay. Kind of like bird cage in shape essentially, but like you know properly sized with enough bars to make sure you can't just slide on out. Mm-hmm. But you, the, the, you're, there's nothing really set up near you. The picnic tables are off to like the edge of the parking lot. And this is kind of set up in the dead center of the parking lot. Okay. Um. Yeah, because my goal was to like pocket something just in case, because um, I don't really have any weapons, and I don't know. I guess kind of out of character, but it's like I know like my character has investigation tools, but I don't know if that's something I keep in my pockets. You know. Uh, I mean, that is a character choice for you. Uh, would Alec keep that stuff around once? I mean, you, you might have stopped off at your place to grab some of it once you realized, hey, we're dealing some, with some weird shit. Yeah. I've been kind of half investigating my whole life, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, I'm sure most of the time, like, he keeps the bulky stuff in his, in his motor car, um, like his motorcycle storage area, but I'm sh- I know there's, like, like ghost hunting stuff that's like small 
So he that's, probably that's has the some... main reason he has the sidecar is to keep weird ghost hunting shit in it. Yeah, also also his dog. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sure anything that's like small that is pocket sized, he does keep in his pockets. Um, but that's not that's not weapons, you know. Um, so okay, um, I think the only thing Alec is gonna do is to kind of like look around and see if he can spot his uh, three new new buddies. Yeah, I don't think it takes much looking if you know what you're looking for to, to spot uh bet's minivan uh it's a, a you know it's across the street um and a little ways down uh so it's like not obviously like watching you but you knowing who to look for you, you spot it pretty easily okay also um, worth mentioning that you did take the alternate weird move that ma- basically makes you macgyver oh yeah <laughs> it's good to know um i'm trying yeah i'm trying to figure out i want to get a message to them somehow because as I'm thinking, as as Alec is remembering some things, um, I don't want to be broken out of here until after we actually figure out where the Legion's headquarters is and I'm taken there. Because yeah, and I, I don't think you guys started exchanging phone numbers until after Alec was taken. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of a way I could MacGyver a message to them. You do also have... Um, just like probably a smartphone if that's in any way helpful to you right because i keep thinking i still have enif's phone which is a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) alec probably has a proper phone and knows how to use it okay yeah um i think alec is going to take out his phone um and Mm -hmm. take out like a um uh like you know like one of those notepad apps or whatever and write as big as possible just the word wait and like make sure that he like all the all the people who are building stuff are looking in completely different directions as he like holds it up for them to see and then um hopefully after after they've seen that like um uh maybe maybe do that like a couple more times and say just like just say like like wait like after and then the word legion okay um beth you're the one who's going to be on this side of the car, probably. Give me a sharp roll to see if you can catch this from across the street. <laughs> That's five. a five. Uh, yeah, Sad face. You, you catch like weird flashing lights from across the street, uh, but you forgot your glasses at home, so you can't quite read it. <laughs> My glasses. Uh, and by time you, by time you get someone else's attention to try and look at it, uh, Alec has stopped flashing it. Uh, Alec. Mm-hmm. Give me a sharp roll, okay. as well. It's a nine. Uh, okay, on a, on a nine, it's that's a decent high roll. You you can kind of tell from the body language what you can see, which is not a lot because again they are like across the street and a little bit down the road. Um, mm-hmm. That they they did not get your message. Hmm. Um. As as you notice this, however, with with the mixed success, uh, Mulholland and and her her extra help. Uh, walk by and uh she turns to you once again and she goes she want to once again thank you for your sacrifice for our our town uh i'm gonna go get everything ready for the the ritual farewell oh see you in a short bit and uh she and her two flunkies load up in the 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 unmarked van that brought you here and drive off uh and then you are abruptly aware that there is someone standing just outside of the streetlights like someone I don't recognize. 
You can't see them. They are just outside of the streetlights. Okay. Do they feel human? Uh, I don't know if that's a question that's answerable as a person. Um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you get a feeling. <laughs> uh, you don't have to ask that for long because they, they do shortly after uh, step into the light. Um, and they are vaguely familiar to you. You haven't really met them. You haven't like had any conversations with uh, them or not or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but, you know, they were... They're A, a pretty big deal in this nightmare world, and B, were, you know, a, a big member of the community pre-Blight uh, Brandywine. Her name is uh, Sandra Bowers, and she is she was in charge of the American Legion post pre-Nightmare and is still in charge of the Legion post-Blight. Mm. Okay. Uh, and she steadily makes her way over to you. Um, she's wearing. I'm gonna hide my phone. A fairly nondescript black outfit with okay. like a, a, a red circle on on like the breast pocket. Um, and as she walks up, um, she goes, "Alexander Everhart, you you work at the Aldi's, right?" Uh, yeah. What does, what inspires a humble grocery cashier to such a feat of sacrifice to, to volunteer their life for the good of the town? No, mm. uh, you know, just, I've been doing a lot of thinking recently and you know, didn't... Oh, oh dear, do you need a therapist? Is this <laughs> is this a therapy situation? Well, I mean, I just... I just want my death to mean something. And, I mean, if, if I sacrificed myself for the town, at least it meant something, you know? Ah, uh, a noble cause, but no one's ever been inspired to such a decision in the past. I... and... As she's, uh, she's interrupted by the sound of a uh, car door opening and shutting, um, the three of you in the minivan c- have it, were able to see this happening because you were less distracted by a conversation. Uh, but a cop car has pulled up, and that same policeman that stopped you on the road before uh, steps out and makes his way over to uh, you and Sandra. And he looks at you, Alec, and just goes, Fancy running into you again. Yes, uh, Miss Bowers, this is one of the ones I stopped who were spending an awful lot of time out on the edge of town. Sandra raises her eyebrow and just goes, Oh, so you've been out and about. That's interesting. Did you find anything of note out towards the edge of town? Just a lot of trees. I just wanted to see some take a walk in nature, you know? Well, perhaps we'll just cut to the chase. You must have already made uh, arrangements with those close to you, so maybe a ritual of farewell is less necessary. Maybe we'll just take you now, shall we? I'd still like to say bye to my dog, though. Ah, well, perhaps you should have thought ahead. And um, the, the cage is opened, and the cop is coming at you with handcuffs. 
Wait, this isn't part of it. Aren't we supposed to have like a last meal and everything? Uh, the, the, the cop it has grabbed your arm and is, is moving you to put you in the handcuffs. What? <laughs> well, I'm sure, hold, hold on. Um, cause th- so this Sarah person is part of the Legion, though, right? Uh, she is the leader of the of the, the Legion. Okay. Um, One of a council of uh, four, but she is like the, the chairman, as it were. Um, hey, uh, Chris. Yeah. Is uh, is this police officer armed? Uh, he he does have a a pistol in his holster. Yes. Okay. Um. Is the woman armed? Uh, not noticeably now. Um, okay. She's probably some spooky knife somewhere, but. Yeah, it, it, there's no no clear. There's like no holster or anything, and um, it's not packing heat. If you want to roll, read a bad situation for for Sergeant James, uh, which sounds like what you're kind of doing right now. Nothing I would like more. <laughs> okay. Should be good, because Alec is, is thinking real hard, but... Where the hell is... There it is. Blink. That's a five. That's a five. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, you are sort of leaning forward, trying to, to figure out, um, like, what the, the sit rep is, trying to sort out, like... What might be dangerous about the situation? Who has a weapon? How you, how to best control the situation? And uh, you accidentally lean on the uh, the window button, and the window just starts noisily and slowly rolling down, <laughs> uh, echoing through this empty, like in the middle of the night, empty street. And both <laughs> Sandra and the the policeman, like take notice and the policeman speeds up uh putting putting alec in cuffs alec what are you doing uh you, you, the, your your allies cover has been blown okay yeah well because i'm trying to okay just quickly out of character because i'm trying to think i mean we want the legion to take me but i'm wondering if they take me if they actually take me to the place they're planning on taking sacrifices you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so Alex's dilemma right now is to, should I struggle or should I let them take me to figure out what's happening? Um, uh, okay, I think Alec is going to kind of, like, shimmy his way back into the back of the cage and and just uh, and just get louder <laughs> so that uh, hopefully people across the, since now the window's open, they can hear what's happening. Um okay. <laughs> Is uh, just gonna get as loud as possible and just say, "Wait, wait! You can't take me now. I mean, isn't there supposed to be a whole ritual? If we break the ritual, the sacrifice might not work." The ritual is for the benefit of the people, not for the benefit of the sacrifice. Since you've made a, a you made a volunteer of yourself, uh, that should mean we can make this process a lot quicker and less painful for everyone. Gra- grab him, officer. We- we'll take. They come straight to the Legion headquarters and proceed ahead of schedule. Yeah, okay. I think Alec is going to struggle for show, but I think, ult- I mean, ultimately, there's really nothing he can do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I think he's going to struggle for show, but ultimately, like, let them take him, but make a big scuff about stuff. Like, you know, like, you know, push stuff over or whatever. <laughs> To like gotcha. make sure, make sure that there's a, a trail left behind. All right, yeah, you you do the big scuffle and uh, ultimately let yourself get handcuffed, but make a show of being difficult to drag to the to the uh, cruiser. 
uh, you are loaded up in the back like a common criminal. Uh, Sandra put, gets into the, the passenger seat and the police officer turns on the sirens and begins driving up the road towards the headquarters. Very, like, almost as if by clockwork, uh, immediately afterwards, uh, cars start pulling up into the empty parking lot and loading and unloading uh, many of the uh, citizens of Brandywine looking very confused at the empty cage. What are the people in the minivan doing? I think we got to follow them, right? Yeah, we need to know where they're where they're taking Alex. Uh, here's the thing: we we know that they know that. Well, they we were here. If we follow, that policeman's almost certainly going to be looking out for this minivan. Now, I I do have an AR-15 back here, so I can stop the policeman from looking at the minivan. But <laughs> that 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 would not be my number one choice of action. Stealth by gun. Stealth by gun. Gun, gun stealth. I think the whole point is we, as much as it scares me, we want them to get to where they're going. We're trying to find, I guess, the beast and figure out a way to defeat it. And we're not going to be able to get to it if they aren't leading us to it. So, yeah, maybe we don't use the gun. Now, Miss Waterman, the, these people are expecting... Well, they're expecting a final meal, right? These people know, Alec. Can't we can't we convince them something's up and they need to step in and do something? I tried. I tried talking to my husband at the meeting, and he just... I, mean, I guess I was like that, too, when our son was chosen. Um, there's just no reasoning with them. There's no way to get through and try to explain that this isn't not, you know something normal. It's, it's just how it's always been, as far as they know. Well, I mean, right now, with... with with what's happening i mean they're supposed to the whole tradition is to have this meal so yeah, that's this, kind of been this broken. Ain't normal you think maybe because something this is... ain't normal by the standards of the fucked up shit that goes on in this town from what i'm understanding yeah. so you're thinking that maybe because they're not getting the meal the ritual they'll realize something's wrong and maybe we can use them to what storm the place or very least cause a distraction while we infiltrate and extricate our friend uh, it could be worth a shot. I mean, they're they're taking them right now. Should we stay here for a couple of minutes and try to rally everyone, or should we try to follow Alec? Well, now, Miss Waterman, I don't mean to, I don't mean to be rude here. You know these people better than we do, and I'm gonna have to requisition this minivan to follow after them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is my vehicle that I get with my my hunter class, so. <laughs> Be nice with it, uh, Al- Alistair. If, if you'd like, you can you can make him roll it and manipulate someone on you. <laughs> um, there are rules for for hunter v hunter. Hunter v hunter. Mani- you know what? Uh, do it because I'm curious to see what happens. All right. All right. Yeah. Give that manipulate person. <laughs> Dude, Alex's gonna die this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And that's it's 11, 11 baby. Oh! Okay, 10 plus. Uh, Damn. They mark experience and get plus one forward if they do what you ask. No. Well, helpful. Because um, I was going to say you could probably have the car anyway, so. So now you get experience um, and plus one forward to whatever you do next. Um, okay, I'll I'll give you the keys. Um, we exchange phone numbers. I, I have your number. Um, have we Have we texted to make sure that it works? 
or uh, called? No, but you can do it right now if you want. I'm going to quickly uh, give text just to make sure that it, it works since we saw you call in California didn't do anything. Yeah, the, the message does, arrives. Right. Does Did we ever decide if uh, Sergeant Janes has a cell phone? Yeah, n- no. I can't imagine, and uh, Jesse, might, you can probably correct me mm-hmm. here, I can't imagine that on a mission... Uh, a, a soldier in the U.S. Army would have a cell phone. Well, I mean, they probably have a... Because there's certain phones that are issued by the military that have, like, encryptions on them, so he might have an encrypted phone, but it wouldn't be, like, a smartphone. Alright, yeah, so, so you, you, you got, got some something. Kind, some kind of phone. Yeah, it would, be, it would be like, like like a Nokia, like that kind of shit, but it would be, like, right. it wouldn't have, like, internet or anything on it. It would just have enough that you can, like, contact somebody. Uh, anyway, yeah, so the texting, at least within the town, seems to work. Okay. Just fine. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, y'all take off after them. I'm, I'll see what I can do here, and I'll try to meet you wherever they end up. And be safe, all right? He's counting on us. Right. And I put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> Fast as this. What kind of minivan are we driving? Like a Subaru. A Forester. I'm Subaru. I'm a Subaru. Subaru. Um. Yeah, so Sergeant James, you put the pedal to the metal and, and skid on off trying to catch up to, to your quarry as you commandeer this vehicle from the civilian. Uh, Sergeant... Uh, <laughs> At gunpoint. Jarrett's tasting things. Your nails are digging into anything you can get a hold on as this car rockets to speeds you've never experienced. Um, and Beth, you watch as your minivan is driven off by a man you met... It's a, a strange amount of time ago, but less than a day. As you make your way across the street to join the, the confused crowd, you, uh, Beth, you make it across the street, and a couple people give you a weird look as you, you walk away from the, the speeding car. And I, I think your husband is the first to, to approach you, Beth, and he goes, Hun, what, what's going on? Where's where's the, the where, where's the man who's, who offered himself? Al- Alec, right? How was his name? Yeah, Wait. that's his that's his name. Um, honey, something's something's wrong here, and I I need you to, to help me with this. Um, they aren't giving him the respect that he deserves. He's he's offering himself to be the sacrifice this month, and they are taking him straight to the beast. They are not giving him a chance to speak with his friends or his family. He's he's not getting the opportunity to be grieved. This is. This is not how things are supposed to go. This is not how this town works. And we need to tell the Legion that we demand to have the opportunity to grieve with them. Your husband has that same sort of vacant expression he did uh, when you, you tried to talk to him about this kind of everything's off earlier. Uh, but but, it, but the, it kind of fades as, as you talk and, and he recognizes more and more that this strangeness is strange even by the new standards. Uh, and he kind of gives you a nod, and uh, the two of you kind of walk towards the center of this crowd, and everyone kind of makes a space for you. And um, uh, your, your husband kind of gives you the space to, to, to make whatever speech you need to make. Uh, and if you want to go ahead and uh, roll manipulate someone before you give the speech to determine how good it ac- actually ends up being. Yeah, that might be uh, a good idea. You, you do get a plus one to that uh, thanks to following uh, Raymond James's orders. Yeah, you said manipulate someone? Yep. Plus win. 
Let's see how it goes. Oh, it's a 10! Oh, yes! yes. <laughs> all right, yes. Oh, God, I thought this was going to go bad. And it was all, uh, yeah, it's because of the plus one. Fucking uh, Braveheart speech. Yeah. Um, Our lives. We believe in you, Alistair. <laughs> freedom! Freedom! <laughs> she just goes up on a picnic. You just yell, you just yell freedom. Yeah, no, she goes up on a picnic <laughs> bench Scottish and accent. pumps her fist in the air and just goes, Freedom! <laughs> Freedom! I'm also I'm also similarly imagining the scene from Avatar with the prison riot. <laughs> hey everyone, that's right. Riot. Riot. <laughs> um, so she'll she she will get up on a on a picnic one of the few I guess picnic tables that have been laid out, um, and start kind of rallying everyone's attention, and she'll point at the empty cage, um, and start shouting. Um, Brand, what is it? Brandywinians? <laughs> People of Brandywine. Brand, Brandwinians. Anyway. I, I like to think trying to figure out what to say is part of your speech. You yeah. know, Countrymen. Brand, 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 Who are we? What, what do we call ourselves? Animals. Anyway, that's not the point. Animals. No. Uh, she'll get up on the table um, and start shouting um, My friends and my neighbors of Brandywine. For months we have been doing what the Legion asked of us. We have been sacrificing our own unwillingly, and yet we do it anyway because it's what's demanded of us. And in exchange, all we ask is that we have an opportunity to grieve those that we are given away. And for months they've allowed us to spend time with those that we're losing before the Red Moon. And on this night, they've taken this young man. Alex does not get an opportunity to meet with us, to spend his last moments with us, to be grieved with us and by us. And they're taking him straight to the beast to be sacrificed, and he doesn't get any of that respect that he deserves. I say it's wrong. It's, it's wrong to be doing this to him. He deserves so much better. Who's with me? We should go stop him. We should get him back and tell him this isn't how things go here in Brandywine. Silhouetting you as you'd make this speech... Beth, the red moon rises uh, directly behind you on the horizon, lending a, a, a dramatic poise to your speech that it pretty much already had with your, your compelling words, but just really driving it home. You can see uh, Alex's parents there uh, holding one another, uh, shocked at this news. Um, you can see Mayor Mulholland, usually a, a, a devout uh, supporter of all that the Legion does uh, even she looks shocked and uh, upset about this and the various everymen of this town are, are all steadily um, you know letting out their frustration and shouting uh, and you, you, uh, your husband turns to you with a, with a proud smile on your face and just goes we taking this straight to the Legion headquarters huh? damn right we are Beth reaches into her pocket and touches the photo of her son Not too long after this concludes, uh, because it's not very far up the road, uh, Sergeant Janes, you managed to gain uh, what you had lost between you and the uh, police car, and you are following at a uh, decent distance as it makes its way for the Legion headquarters, and you see it pull into the small parking lot around this just indistinct gray rectangle of a building. As it, as it parks, uh, the the officer and uh, Sandra step out. 
and the officer grabs Alec out the back and begins leading him behind Sandra to the single door on the, the front of this building. Um, she unlocks it quickly, and they, they begin to walk into the building. Alex still making a fuss, <laughs> scuffing, scuffing his shoes on the on the ground and everything. What are the folks outside doing? Um, he definitely gets out of the car as soon as possible and closes the door, though, as soon as they come to a stop. That's fair. Um, what kind of front door are we talking? It's like a pretty standard, like it's like a thick wooden door looks like. Um, okay. Yeah. It's it's literally this building just it looks like a very nondescript gray rectangle with a single door on the front. Um, there's there's no other signs. The parking lot for it's very small. Notably, there are no other cars other than the police car that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it it closes and <laughs> Jarrah steps out to to dry heave a little bit outside the to, car to <laughs> yards outside the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think. Um, Sergeant Jane's kind of steps out of the steps out of the car, uh, affixes the assault rifle to like his um, person. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, like the uh, like the straps that kind of hold it in place so that yeah. it stays on you. What is that called? My brain isn't working. It's just called a strap. A strap? Yeah. strap, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Just um, and just like checks his gear and says, "Uh, now a." Uh, Paladin, I, I don't assume you know how to use a firearm. Are you are you armed in some way, shape, or form? Uh, the the guns in my days were well a lot more complicated than this. Um, but simultaneously less complicated. Yeah, at the same time, <laughs> more and less. <laughs> Harder to use, but less complicated. Somehow. Much much bigger. <laughs> um, but I suppose uh could learn real quick. I didn't really have a chance to grab... Yeah, I don't think I really had a chance to grab anything, honestly. I mean, you were at your apartment before the meeting, so you might have tossed some stuff in the minivan. If we want to give oh. you access to the gear that you get as a character in this one arc you're playing as him. I would like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so like, if, if fucking uh, Sergeant Jane's tossed a fucking AR in the back of the <laughs> minivan, you can toss okay. a couple swords in there or a shield. Okay. Please, please, uh, please take it out of the Legion with a sword and shield. It make me so happy. Yeah. I think he opens up the back and looks at the looks at the like the two handed sword and looks at the sword and shield and says nah and grabs the sword and the shield. Uh, I can't believe you, 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 you not only did you not pick the archibus, you didn't pick the handgun. Uh, <laughs> what? One of your ancient weapons options is oh, handgun. H a n d g o n n e. <laughs> it's it's tags are one harm hand slash close loud volatile smoky, smoky. and reload <laughs> wow wild amazing wild. all right yeah you, you grab your sword and shield and and strap them on yourself much as uh in a more modern fashion sergeant james has strapped his ar to himself uh as you prepare for this uh shortly after you guys kind of prepare and make sure you have your weapons in tow uh you hear the revving of many engines as down the road uh drive many cars as the the red moon steadily creeps its way to the center of the sky uh, oh would you look at that looks like we got ourselves a great big convoy how dare you <laughs> this joke flies <laughs> way over Jarrett's head um, as all the cars arrive you can see uh, just barely because it's dark and it's awful to try and see through windshields but you vaguely recognize Beth 
uh, in the passenger seat of the, the leading car. Uh, and they all kind of just park willy nilly because there's not really a parking lot around the Legion, uh, th- around the street, and people are b- climbing out, carrying these torches that they've commandeered, uh, shouting. Still burning from inside the car. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's how it works. Indistinctly. Someone actually um, let the interior of their car on fire. And and it's it's not too long after this that the the cop and a couple of the Legion members step out, uh, looking confused and a little bit annoyed at this crowd of people. Uh, who have formed a mob for the for what was supposed to be the easiest sacrifice? Had to make so it hold, hard. Hold on, you're telling me that they opened the door? Uh, yeah, there there's uh, two legion members and a uh, 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 the cop kind of standing out front of it. Uh, but yeah, the door is open. Did they close it behind them? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, so unfortunately, I I was just thinking like, oh, do I have explosives? Oh no, I didn't take the grenades option. Damn. Oh, damn. Just throw it into this crowd of civilians? <laughs> what was your plan? <laughs> no, um, Sergeant doesn't mess around. around. Beth, uh, you climb out of your car, or your husband's car, and you, you kind of make eye contact with your two allies that are now both wielding weapons, uh, and you, you kind of make eye contact as you all prepare for whatever comes next. Alec, you are you are brought into this building, and you are brought before a. Um, there, there's like a little stand, like a small raised platform, in the center of this, like almost like a council hall. It looks like, but the okay. the area where uh, you know the council would sit, uh, it just has tinted glass in front of it that you can't really see through. You see three figures uh, sitting behind it, and Sandra takes a, a door to the left, and shortly after, there is a fourth figure, figure side amongst them. The the cop drags you over and um, uh, they put kind of shoves you to your knees, and then locks the handcuffs into the platform at the center of the room. Is this kind of like like the Harry Potter courtroom situation? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's a bit more modern than that, uh, but it is a, a fairly. But that's the layout we're going for. It yeah, okay. something like that, and uh, it's like it's very sterile. It's got like the the, the walls that aren't the tinted glass have like peeling yellowing wallpaper, and the the, the single light bulb is. Uh, uncovered and flickering slightly okay um it's it's just a very unpleasant room to be in Hmm. um and as you you are chained in the cop moves towards the 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 door that you entered through and kind of stands quietly back there um and you hear sandra's voice say alexander everhart you have unprecedentedly offered yourself as the sacrifice for this night of the red moon to protect the town from the wrath of the beasts whether or not you may have changed your mind about this is irrelevant as consent has never been a necessary part of this sacrifice but we do thank you for the sacrifice you are making whether it is still voluntary or not you hear another voice go mr everhart we will begin with the infusion, and then we will end with the sacrifice. This process will be decidedly not painless, and once it begins, it cannot be stopped. You are expected to ultimately be laid to rest in service of the town. How you react to the pain and the process is 
a personal choice that we will not take from you. Infusion of what? Don't I get a right to know exactly what's happening to me? The, uh, a third voice goes, Well, to put it simply, we will infuse you with a darkness provided by the Red Moon that likes to dissipate throughout the town if not taken on to a single person. This, this essence of the Red Moon is craved by the beasts and when it diffuses they escape and take their wrath upon the town. By this sacrifice you take their wrath only upon yourself. With that said, and a final voice goes, we will be making the, in the infusion immediately. And you hear a click and from the ceiling and you look up and a just like what looks to be a crystal ball with just swirling red mist inside hmm. uh, lowers down and it opens up and the the the, the room is momentarily um, filled with this uh, red mist and then it begins uh, se- centering on you. As this happens you hear a number of cars from outside and then you hear a number of voices shouting but you can't quite focus on that because it feels like your insides are being burnt out. Mm. Uh, and shortly after this, you are vaguely aware of the, the door outside opening behind you. And we're gonna pop right back outside. What are the three of you doing? As this happens, we, we have now collected the timelines back together. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Alex, are, are, are you are you screaming or in any other way reacting? Um, yeah, no, Alex is gonna be if it's like if it seriously feels like it's burning his insides. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna scream bloody murder for sure. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna ask you, Chris, is this one of those uh, zone of strangeness type situations? Uh, remind me what that is. Um, you never need to act under pressure when supernatural forces alter the environment around you and you get protection to armor against harm from sudden changes to laws of physics. Yeah, I think that can definitely qualify here. I, th- I think you have a sense that, like, this could be worse. And, and, like, at the same time, you kind of have a sense that the reason it hurts so much is because you are somehow resisting it. Okay. Like, you feel like this would have been a much faster process without that. Got it. Uh, as it is, uh, the, the, the three of you outside, um, rec- uh, over the, the shouts, eventually detect Alex screaming. We should go. Uh, she runs to the minivan where she's got her own weapons. Hold on, what, um, what the fuck is she packing? Sawed off shotgun. I don't know, I can't, I can't wait. She has a kitchen knife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, te- technically, knife? my I have a fighting knife and I have a big knife. Um, fighting knife. But for co- like for fl- you know character flavor, I'm thinking she looked around her house and grabbed the biggest like butcher knife that she had in the kitchen. Um, and she also has like brass knuckles, which are just like because Eddie because. Uh, all, 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 like, middle-aged moms have that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, like, those little keychain ones, though. Mm. Yeah, um, anyway, so she runs and grabs that and says, uh, or screams, I guess, um, they're hurting them, uh, and just darts in. Nope. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared's going to be like, uh, can you cover me? We need to get in there as soon as, fa- as, soon as possible. Let's go. Uh, Sergeant Janes levels his, his rifle at the, the cultist and says like, all right, y'all, in the name of the United States Army, I'm going to have to ask you to step aside and vacate these premises. All right, yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah, first we'll start with uh, Sergeant Janes. Go and give me a manipulate someone with a plus one thanks to your recognized authority. And the gun in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That, that is the authority. <laughs> yeah, the authority is gun. It's yeah, not I was going to say, the, the, the gun is technically the reason you're giving as part of uh, manipulate someone. Wow. <laughs> that, that gun is hella convincing. <laughs> yeah, you pull out an AR... Uh, and invoke the name of the army in the quasi-south that is Maryland. <laughs> uh, th- th- Maryland. Those, those cultists scatter. Uh, <laughs> they, they literally jump I, to the ground as you level for, a gun at them. <laughs> for, um, for flavor, he is wearing his, his, his uniform with combat armor. So let's care. They're, they're uh, fucking the, jumping I, fences. They're out of there. <laughs> They, they like jump to the ground, like like try and make themselves scarce. The the cop kind of jumps behind a like the the sign that just says the Legion on it, and like takes cover behind. It. You see him drawing his gun, so like he is moved out of the way, but he is prepared for a fight. But he's not immediately threatening you because again, you have the AR here. Uh, all right. So when when everyone scatters, Jane says like, "All right, move, go." Yeah, Beth is already through the door because she started moving before you did this. And if it had not succeeded, she probably would have needed to act under pressure to make it pass during this chaos. Uh, But yeah, Beth gets there uh, and you and Jairus uh, quickly follow. And you enter into this room where you see just a stream of this red mist trying to make its way into Alec. Um, There there are currently um, two figures... uh, silhouetted by the the tinted glass around the room watching this uh and there seem to be let me double check my my notes on this real quick um there there are um there there are two doors besides the one you just came through there's one on the left that alex saw uh, sandra go through and seems to be heading in the direction of the uh you know the council's seats and then one beyond uh alec uh, quick, uh, but all you can really hear in this room is Alex screaming. Quick question: um, Has my dog Oblix been a part of any of this, or is he still like <laughs> asleep so in the car? <laughs> He's still asleep in the car. <laughs> he didn't even want to come that out. Car, that dog doesn't give a shit about me at all. <laughs> That's so rude. Never, never, did, never, never did, never will. I fed him, and he doesn't care. All right. What are, so, Alec, you are in a lot of pain. You are vaguely aware that three people have come into the room. Uh, where you are suffering this fate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are also keenly aware, uh, y- you you hear this more than you can hear anything else. You can hear the sounds of growling and, and scratching coming from below you. Chris, question for you. The the mist is being, like, fe- not fed to, but, like, is, is moving to Alec, correct? I think it's entering yes. my body. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, going in through any orifice. <laughs> is it, um... Is it, like, coming towards us now that we're in the room? Um, I, I think it seems to be focused mostly on Alec at the moment. Uh, it, it's, since you entered the room, I, th- I think it's less focused, but it is, it is uh, mostly heading straight down. Okay. Because the, the, the orb it was kept in uh, was directly above Alec. 
And I think and it, what it, is this... it's, it's reacted to your presence, but it hasn't tried to go after any of you. And what does this orb look like again? It just looked like a glass ball that like opened like a fucking party ball. <laughs> a party ball goodness. of hell. So it, it's it's <laughs> opened and the fog has fallen out. Correct? Yes. Okay. Um, Chris, do I have like the strength to say anything? Um. Yeah, you can certainly try. Uh, go ahead and give me a, a tough roll. I think is the most accurate thing here. To see if you're you're tough enough. <laughs> no. no. Ooh. No, you you you're, just, you're screaming and you just try and get some, something out and you just more or less just grit your teeth and grunt and then just like the pain redoubles and you start screaming again. Got it. Uh, I also um, want you to take one harm from the effort. Oh gee. Oof. Can I use magic? Uh, I mean, certainly. What are you? What are you? Tr- what is? What? Is, d- tell me what you're doing, and then we will um, do a use magic roll. Basically, trying to remove the red mist from Alec. Are you just like fending it off with like your your paladin magic, or what? What is what 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 is this look yeah. like? Like basically, he kind of like touches his hand to Alec, and kind of like basically tries to. He almost like glows and puts like a protective barrier around him. Gotcha. And then it kind of tries to like pull the pull the actual mist out of him. He's trying to exercise right. Alec's demons. Yeah, I like it. Uh, go ahead and give me that use magic roll to uh, remove a spirit from a person, place, or thing, or whatever the exact wording for that is. Blah, 12. Nice, yeah. You're, some good rolls where it's mattering, yeah. Um, you channel on your knowledge of the Blight's workings, recognizing this red mist immediately as a concentration of the Blight. Um, and you, you you create this barrier that kind of expands from within... Uh, Alec and just pushes what was already get, had already gotten into Alec out and keeping it from spreading any further. And this mist gets knocked out and then starts going wild in the room. And you hear one of the voices go, "You fool! You've doomed us all!" Real quick, um, Sergeant Jane sees this happening and says, uh, "Yells out, Jarris, can you move that where you need it?" I w- would like to be able to. Yes, that was actually uh, one of my. That was actually one of my. Uh, Parts, uh, Jane's, Jane's levels his rifle and blasts one of the windows open. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you, you shoot open one of the uh, one of the tinted windows, uh, revealing an elderly-looking uh, man sitting in a chair uh, with like a walker nearby, uh, who, who nearly falls out of his chair in, in terror <laughs> at the, 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 your your rapid burst fire through his through the window. How how, how big is this room? Um, it's like the size of like a standard apartment uh like all told with like the 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 chamber where the the legion members were sitting uh you know sectioned off if you include that section the section you're in is probably about the size of an average like apartment living room okay it's not huge Uh, in that in that case uh after blasting the window james is gonna just cross the room and just pull the old man out of that room and throw him into this one. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, yeah. You you storm on in, um, and uh, y- y- you walk past Sandra, who, who, who is sitting in her seat, also terrified of what's happening, uh, and you grab this old man. Um, as you do, however, uh, there is a crunching sound as the, the, the door across from Alec... Uh, who, who is now, like, coughing and sputtering, getting his bearings back, uh, burst open, and several creatures step out of 
the 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 stairs beyond that door. Uh, these creatures are recognizably once human. They are yeah. they are they have mottled looking skin. Their their hair has gone wild and matted, and their hands have have grown, and and their nails have have. Uh, strengthened into to long black claw-like growths. They, they wear the, the shredded uh, remnants of whatever clothes they may have been wearing at one time, and th- their their mouths ha- have, have stretched, and th- th- their teeth have become sharp and jagged, uh, sticking out of their mouth at unruly angles, and that many of them w- are decorated with the, the, the bones, presumably of previous victims of the sacrifice. And Three of these creatures enter the room as the, the mist begins to go wild about it. Jairus, Jairus, put, push the mist in this guy. Push him in. Push it here. Push it here. Actually, uh, go ahead, uh, Jairus. Give me a uh, investigate a mystery. Okay. To see what, what you recognize about this situation as as you as you prepare to do what you can with the with the mist, mm-hmm. you try and recognize what it is. That is a six. Um, yeah, I think what happens here is you're, you're trying to study this. Wait, 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 wait. Th- can can Alec help out since he got some information from them? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Don't give me that help out. Uh, as as you, you, like, fill in uh, Jairus with what information you, you've gotten so far, uh, w- w- what they said. That is a five. Please, <laughs> 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 um, people. So, Alec, you speak. Here's, here's what happens as a result of this six and this five. <laughs> We're going to uh, die. That's not great. Alec, you begin to speak up to try and explain what happened. Uh, and this sudden uh, noise of you speaking immediately alerts the, the, the beasts that have entered the room. And one jumps at you and begins raking into your chest with its large claws, dealing three harm and just scattering Ugh. blood and gore everywhere. Oh, God. Do I still get two armor, though? Oh, yeah. No, you don't get protection for that, unfortunately. Cause Sad this is, face. So three harm for uh, that. Um, actually, <laughs> we're stacking moves on moves on moves. Um, uh-huh. as this is happening, uh, I'm going to use one of my abilities. Um, Beth is going to launch herself in between the creature and Alec, um, and use the never again move. I like um, it. Yeah, which essentially auto protects him. Aww. All right. Oh, so nice. on a ten up on protect someone. Wow, we're we're go we're using everything here on this yeah. this cool shit. I like it. Uh, so on a ten up, uh, you get to choose an extra. You can't choose suffer little harm because that's how never again works. You can yep. choose all impending dangers now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy or you hold the enemy back. Um, I'm gonna say, I inf- well, I guess can I inflict harm on the enemy? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right, so here's what happens then. All right, uh, so... Now, hold on a minute. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I, I have the move, leave no one behind. In a com- in combat, when you help someone escape, roll plus sharp on a 10-up, you get them out clean. What if I just take everyone out of the room? <laughs> well, oh, Alec is still uh, handcuffed to the floor. No, 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 no. Look, no okay. I'll get a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. All right, so here's what happens. Alec uh, tries to, to call out uh, as, as Jairus is trying to, like, get a read on this mist um and you uh you, you call out to try and like infu- get, share the knowledge that the uh 
the Legion has told you. And the, these beasts immediately react to your sound and try and jump at you. Uh, but Beth, you get in the way, uh, knife held out in front of you, uh, ready to defend Alex, because God help you, no one else is going to have to suffer the fate that your, your son did. Uh, and this monster takes you to the ground, and you just begin lashing out with your dagger, trying to do anything to, to stop it, and it just begins raking into you, dealing three harm and scattering blood and gore everywhere. Uh, Jairus, uh, Chris, uh, as you... Hmm? I'm adding another move. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Beth Incredible. is a beast. Uh, her move, Berserk, is no matter how much harm you take, you can always keep going until the current fight is over. During a fight, the Keeper may not use harm moves on you and you cannot die. When the fight ends, all oh, harm shit. takes effect as normal. <laughs> Alright. Hold on a minute. <laughs> what? So you'll have to just keep track of the fact that you will take three harm at the end of this yep. fight. Yep. Um, Alright. Does anyone else have any moves before I continue the narration? <laughs> um, well, I have. I, I do have something, game. which is like I'm supposed to have a guardian uh -huh. with my dog, but he's not here. So who the fuck is supposed yeah, to be protecting we'll, me? <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I have a move. <laughs> now, now, wait. Do I recognize these types of creatures? <laughs> I think Chris gave up. <laughs> he left. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> I, for all we know, this is the last thing any of these characters will do. We want to yeah. play with all of our toys. <laughs> Chris I don't back. mind you using as many moves as you want. It's just the fact that you guys realize halfway through the consequences, oh shit, I don't have to suffer these consequences. <laughs> or I could do something. Like, if you could just realize this before I start describing what happens. Well, I wasn't sure if I was going to be taking harm yet, which I had to wait until oh, you said God. so. Okay, so, uh, Beth, y y you do get these chunks raked out of you. Um, and it's it, it hurts, but you are you have too much adrenaline focused on on stopping this from happening to really notice the injury that you've suffered. Uh, Jerris, I finally have to describe what happens to you. What happened to me? Uh, Jerris, you are you are focused, you, uh, trying to like rack your brain for, for the knowledge you, you you learned. And as you are kind of sorting out exactly what this red mist is, it recognizes your your focused gaze and begins rushing into you knocking you to your knees uh and you feel immense pain as the two beasts that are not currently attacking beth uh their 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 eyes just turn red and they turn to you and begin advancing on you um i would like you this to is, suffer one harm jerris this is where i pull out my move uh <laughs> that's so fine you get to the end yes uh I'm going to use Daredevil move, which is from the um, the Luchator <laughs> playbook. Yeah, yeah, what's it do? Uh, and and as these two creatures are kind of like, I'm assuming they're like just outside this door. As they start advancing, um, Sergeant James is going to just flying like sidekick one of them back into the room they came from and uh -huh. slam the door behind it. Okay. Uh, uh, so Daredevil move is you attempt a tricky high risk maneuver to gain an advantage on an opponent. Roll plus tough. On a ten up, pick three. On a seven to nine, pick one of a couple of different effects. All right. Yeah. If I miss, I suffer one harm for the fail move. Okay. Yeah. Give me that uh, that plus tough roll then. Give me that Daredevil. What you got for me? Say like ten. Ten. Yeah. Ten, so you get to pick ten, three ten. of of th these moves, you luchador. <laughs> uh, interrupt a move someone is making. Right. Mm -hmm. Stop one of them from entering the room and kick him back into the other room. Uh, I'm going to 
suffer no harm in return. And I'm going to take one... F uh, I'm going to give another hunter plus one forward. Which hunter? I think it'll be Jareth, since he now only has to do with one. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, so y you jump down and, and kick uh, one of the monsters that is, uh, you know, making its way from the door towards Jareth, uh, and just get a square hit in the chest, uh, knocking the wind out of it and just knocking down the stairs. And you look to deal with the other one, and as you look, you see it collapsing down the stairs after its brethren, as... Obelix has shouldered it uh, in unison with you, knocking them both down. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Um, and, and Obelix looks at, at you, uh, Alec, and just goes, sure made a mess of this, didn't you? It's fucking tiny showed up. <laughs> and uh, all right, what, what is everyone doing? We're, we're, back, at, we're back at neutral. Uh, Beth, you have a beast on top of you, tearing out your chest as you stab it in the chest. Um... Jairus, the, 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 the red mist are now trying to flow into you, and it sucks. Um, Obelix and <laughs> J uh, Sergeant Janes uh, have just performed a really cool combo move and are preparing to help others. And Alec, you, you have finally caught your breath, and you, you are ready to act as needed. Uh, I, have a, I have an idea, Chris. Okay, I'm always game oh, for ideas, oh, especially no. when, they, when they, they come with that tone of voice. Yeah, these ideas are really good. <laughs> So I have a weird science move. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> I do, yeah. And I, one of the things I want to do is, I I still don't 100% understand what it is what we need to do to, like, get rid of this blight. I, I feel, like, I don't know if it's 100 Part of me is saying that, part of me is thinking it might not 100% be just to kill all these monsters. So I did say that I have some pocket-sized ghost hunting tools in my pocket, right? And, yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. I would like to um, basically use one of the ghost hunting tools that I have, and you... Ba it's like, to, the way to describe it, it's basically like one of those, like, talk boxes people have to, like, talk to ghosts or whatever, or small size of that. Um, a spirit box. A spirit box. Thank you, Alistair. A spirit yeah. box. Um, I would like to basically use that and like suck up this mist so that I can convert the spirit box in a way into a way to to talk to the creature. Yeah, sure. Give me that all weird science. Yes. Role. <laughs> Why not? It's not weird enough. <laughs> it could be I'm very weird. curious. Yeah. Next right, what you get? Next success. All right, so you got to pick a requirement, and I pick the other one. So weird science. It needs rare and or weird material. It won't be very reliable. It requires huge amounts of power or fuel. It will take a long time to get it working, or it won't work exactly as intended, or you'll need help beyond the hunters on your team to finish it. So you get to choose one, and I get to choose one. Um, When it says you'll need help, what the hell does that mean, beyond the hunters? Like, I'll have to like track somebody down to help me fix it? Yeah, you have to convince some sort of NPC to help you out. There are currently uh, two NPCs in the room with you, one of which is an old man who has toppled to the ground after uh, Sergeant Jane's lifted him up, preparing to throw him through a window. And the other one is Sandra, who uh, seems frozen, unsure of what to do in this very yeah, I'll, I'll, uncontrolled I'll pick, situation. I'll pick the help one, because I could probably convince two, one of those two to do it. All right, and I'm going to choose it won't be very reliable. Damn it. Because you're, you're literally fashioning this out of... Something that's not meant to contain ghosts. Essentially a bad radio. 
Yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to make it out of like a talk box to contain this mist stuff that you've never, you're not sure about at all. Okay. Um, so like it will work somewhat. Um, all right. What do you, you, you begin crafting this, uh, moving enough out of the way of the beasts to let your, your allies handle them. Um, as you, you prepare this, are, are you trying to call out to, to one of the, the um, Legion members? Am I still, to, am I still shackled to the ground? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you st- you definitely are. Um, uh, can I call? Well, can I call out to Obelix and ha- have him free me? Uh, yeah, sure. He's a big wolf. Um, he, he you call him over to help, and he, he he jumps on over and just goes, "Watch your hands!" And then opens his mouth as wide as it goes, and then brings it down on the uh, chains of the handcuffs. That's terrifying. Um, just narrowly missing, taking fingers with God. it. Damn it. Um, okay. Um, I think after what you, you, you invent your thing. Yeah. And I think I'm going to go up to the Sandra lady because, and just so you're aware, I have a fellow believer, which is people understand you've also known strangeness. Bystanders will talk to you about weird things. They would not trust other, another hunter or mundane and official to believe. And then I also have suspicious mind, which is if anyone lives to me, I'll know it. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take my little contraption and uh, run up, <laughs> I don't know, hop through the window or whatever that <laughs> that um, that the sergeant, like, blasted open and, like, you know, go up to, to Sandra and, and basically, like, sh- use one hand to, like, shake her out of whatever, like, uh, state she's in yeah. and to just be like, listen, I've we need to find a way to talk to this creature so we can put an end to this once and for all. You need to help me. If you help me, we can, we can save everybody. Uh, yeah, go and give me a manipulate someone. Yeah. Take a plus one because of your, uh, your, uh, fellow believer. My ability. fellow believer. Alright, that's a nine. Um, she looks at you with some amount of contempt and just goes, I knew you were planning something with this volunteer. No one ever volunteers for this sacrifice. Ugh. If if you guys if you can handle the, the, the beast and perhaps I will I will help you with with the, the, the essence of the red moon. We don't have time for that. We need to figure out they're handling the beasts over there. I need your help to figure out this essence right now. Uh she shakes. She shakes her head. Ed, I'm. We're, we're not the ones in danger here. You're the ones who are going to have to uh, defend the town now that you've made made such a mess of this. And that that is the, the mixed success. She she will only. She was gonna. She will help you, uh, but only once the, the the beast issue has been dealt with. Uh, with that in mind, <clears throat> Sergeant Raymond James is uh, going to the the creature that is attacking uh, Beth. He is just going to. Just fucking shoot it. <laughs> point blank uh, to, shoot with to get gun. him off of her. Yeah, point blank shoot with gun. Uh, bang, bang, uh, bullet, gun, gun. <laughs> I'm, I, Chris, I'm not sure if this would be a kick some ass or protect someone. I think the goal is not to kill it outright, but rather to get it off of Beth. Uh, I think that is still kick some ass because you are engaging it in in a fight. You are you are yep. attacking it, and it You're is within range to attack you back. Uh, and yeah, one of one of the the uh, kick some ass is forcing it where you want it. So. You are using gun. I think protect someone is when you're like directly attempting to to prevent harm, as opposed to this where you're attacking it too, with the added goal of trying to get it off her. Uh, that is an eight. That's an eight. Um, I, I think with, with you, you 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 are shooting it. Uh, you are shooting it with gun. Um, 
Uh, three harm, far area loud. Yeah, you, you shoot. How much harm was the the big knife, by the way? Uh, uh, big knife. Uh, big knife is two harm. Two harm. Got it. Uh, yeah. I, I I think you 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 riddle it with with bullet holes in the back, and that kind of like knocks it off of Beth for long enough that that she can kind of more proactively act. Uh, but as this happens, um, you feel a uh, a a a deep pain in your back from behind uh, as one of the beasts just comes up and and just gets you while you're not looking uh, for for uh, three harm. Uh, one harm. I mean armor, yeah, but still. Yep. Uh, so I've got so I have combat armor, which is one armor, but I also have um, battlefield awareness. So it didn't catch me by surprise. I knew it was there. I just couldn't get out of the way in time. That's fair. Um. Yeah. Uh. Is so okay. The red mist is still trying to go inside of me. Uh. Yeah. That is currently what is happening to Jarus. Is it's it's trying to flow into you. Uh. I th- you you don't have it, it is working better than it worked on Alec because Alec has like a supernatural protection from this kind of thing uh, it probably not working quite as well on you as it would on an ordinary person because you do have training for this kind of this exact kind of stuff um, but you don't have like a actual specific rule so it is it, it is hurting a lot and it is getting on in there what are you doing you do have a plus one forward for whatever you need to do. Um, I am going to take out a vial of like, or basically like a container of like holy water that I have, and like splash it out on on one on one of the, the closest monsters. See if it'll do anything. He's not certain it will. Um, okay. And then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna try and and basically use magic again to try and manipulate the mist to go into the container so that I can basically just seal it off in there. You're trying to put it into your container of holy water. <laughs> basically, yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, go and give me that use magic roll. Ah. <laughs> that is a six. God. Uh, I think Beth is I'd like I'd like to remind to everybody that we like still have two luck that we can use, and this is our last episode. Yeah. Um, Beth would certainly love to help out. What are you doing to help out? Um, I don't know. Um, Let me <laughs> try to figure out what she will do that could help. Um, hold, out, hold, hold out her cross necklace and shout <laughs> the power of Christmas. <laughs> um, I don't think that would do it. Um, let's see. God. Um, I'm trying to think of how she would help, and I can't think of anything well, in character. Unfortunately, that, that does not have anything she can do to help. Uh, all right. Uh, so, without any other interruptions, um, before I go on, uh, you, Jairus, you th- attempt to throw, like, splash this holy water in the direction of the monster, but you are like too blinded by by the mist invasion to really aim it at all. So, it kind of splashes on the floor ineffectually. Um, it's worth mentioning, I imagine being an order of paladins specifically, like, formed to stop the blight. Like, your holy water is probably specifically enchanted against the blight, not just, like, general purpose holy water. Um, yeah. But it didn't reach these monsters anyway, so you may never know, unless you have several more, which you very well might. Um, 
this this force is pushing into you terribly, and as you try and control it, you feel y- y- your spell go awry, and you feel it entering you through, uh, essentially through the way you were channeling magic. Instead of allowing your magic to go out, it is entering you through that channel. Um, I would like you to take two harm, ignore armor. No. As as this happens to you, and you kind of fall to your knees, and the 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 monster literally just pushes uh, you aside, Sergeant James, and rushes uh, Hastings as uh, the the monster that was gunned down also rushes Hastings, and they sort of get him to the ground and begin to prepare to start clawing at him to death. Uh, but we are currently in bullet time, so it is time for another person to act. Uh, I think it's been a bit since Beth's done anything. Yeah, Beth, uh, not having acted previously, um, not knowing what to do about the red mist, but she does have knife and she does have anger. Um, and she's going to... Angie. <laughs> yeah, throw herself at um, one of the creatures that's attacking uh, Jarrett's and hit it with knife! Plus one, though, with my tools matter because I'm using my signature weapon for nice. kicks and ass. Yeah, fucking kick these asses. Kick so much ass. Hell yeah! Yes. <laughs> fucking kick the shit out of that. That's a 12. Beth is gonna single-handedly uh, what, take down these beasts. <laughs> what is your extra effect? Um, I'm going to suffer... No, I'm gonna inflict terrible harm. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, nice. Yeah, you come in stabbing. Um, as this red mist more and more dissipates in the terrace, there's not much left. Um... And, and Jairus is seeming weaker and weaker all the time, um, you bring your knife again and again into the back of this monster, and it turns around and just, in a panic, like, just starts lashing as much as it can, biting and clawing uh, with much less intent than they have previously, uh, getting you at several points and, and dealing too delayed harm with your berserk. Um, uh, but as you stab it again and again, the, these swings become less and less... Uh, effective, and, and this beast collapses on the ground, bleeding out. Uh, however, you do hear the sounds of, of two more sets of footsteps coming up the stairs. Um, so here's the scene as it is. Alec is standing up in the stands with uh, Sandra, trying to convince her to help with the machine. Beth is on top of the, the 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 lifeless body of one of the beasts, still stabbing it even as as it has ceased moving. Uh, Sergeant James is, is is firing off his gun into into the beast as best he can, trying to get them off of his allies. And Jerris, uh, much of the red mist has flown flowed into him, and he seems to be fighting it less and less, and is nearly gone to it. I know, I know. Sandra kind of gave me an ultimatum, but can I reconvince her of that ultimatum? You can certainly try. Um, because I yeah. mean, if there's more beasts coming, we're we're running out of time, you know. Um, gotcha. So, um, yeah, I think Alec is gonna see all this shit happening and just kind of like his his patience is is running out. Um, and he doesn't have any weapons, but he does have um, like his fists, you know. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he's going to see all that stuff and just all of this, like, pent-up anger that he has of, like, knowing that this is probably what his sister went through and he's just so frustrated and just, like, running out of time. Um, he straight up, like, uh, starts uh, choking Sandra against the wall. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh. And is, and is basically, like, 
you know, put like pushing her to the fort for- where she can see all this shit happening. It's just like, you know, we've run out of time. We don't have time for this. You, you're the ones who are doing this with us. You either need to help us fix this or everyone in this damn town is going to die. Uh, yeah, go and manipulate someone. Uh, you can go and take plus two this time. <laughs> Might I recommend as well that you put her face up to the broken oh, glass of the window? <laughs> oh, Punisher style. Yes. <laughs> Oof, shit. Uh, yeah, she she is Damn. terrifying. <laughs> fine, fine. What what do you need me to do? Ween. Uh, and and. Uh, oh, okay. Well, you can go first. I was gonna say, and and you immediately uh sh- show her the machine and inform her what you need from her. Uh, so that way we don't have to really define exactly what it is. Uh, basically, uh, she provides her expertise on what exactly that mist is and how it reacts to shit, uh, and uh, provides you with the last couple steps you need to, to make your conversion, and you are left with a, a machine that, to some degree, should be able to capture the mist. Uh, um, and, would I be, yeah. is, there, is there still mist in the room, or is it all inside of Jared? It is mostly inside of Jairus. There's a little bit still flowing into him, but like it's not looking great for for our friend the Paladin. Question: Could I use this device to suck the mist out out of Jared? Jairus. Um, you could certainly try. Okay, that's that's what Alec's gonna do. Alec is going to um say thank you, but basically just you know leave this bitch inside the <laughs> inside the chamber, um and hop on out and run as close to Jared as possible um, and um, try and use the device to suck the mist out of him into this device. Um, <laughs> with it being fairly unreliable, I'm going to need you to make a plus weird roll uh, to actually get it to function in the way you would intend it to. God, I was wish I was better at weird. I wish that it was Enif. Oh, yeah! <laughs> That's a 10, yes. Yeah. Uh, you begin sucking this energy into this device. Um... And yeah, it, it, it begins sucking it up. It's it's like, it, it, by the end, it's it's kind of, it, it's, it started to pull it out of Jairus. I don't think uh, by the time next things happen, it's finished, uh, but it, it is doing the job. Uh, what is everyone else doing? Sue, Plex. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to use Daredevil move again to uh, grab the creature that is attacking Jairus and just suplex it. Uh... All right. Yeah. Do it. I'm gonna try. What have we got? What have we got? What's the roll? That's 12. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you, you grab this monster and you suplex it. What are your uh, three effects, right? Uh, yeah, so um, I think it's, again, interrupting a move. All so right. stopping it from doing anything. Uh, I'm going to suffer no harm and also inflict two harm. Uh, because I'm doing an unarmed attack, and as I suplex it, it is landing directly on its head. <laughs> gotcha. All right, yeah, you you crunch its neck against the uh, oh no, you crunch its neck against the the the, the hard floor of this <laughs> chamber, uh, pulling it away from Jerris and making enough space. Uh, as these two additional beasts walk in the room, as they enter, uh, snarling, uh, you, you recognize that you can no longer hear any more sounds from below uh however beth as you look over uh in the eyes of one of them you see someone you recognize 
Jackson. You see no recognition uh, back. Uh, she, she freezes. She's like a deer in the headlights. Um, I don't think she knows what to do. Um, she, she, she'll reach in her pocket, uh, and grab the, the photo that she keeps of him. Um, and we'll kind of like shakily pull it out and look at the photo and then look at the creature. Um, uh, yeah, the, the, the features of your son have warped terribly, but there's no way you couldn't recognize him even in this state as he, he moves towards you, staring past you, uh, at, at the, the, the red mist flowing between, uh, Jairus and the machine that Alec is holding, uh, with a bloodthirsty look in his eyes. No, Jackson, Jackson, my boy, my son. Don't he, 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 he gets to you and he grabs you and just throws you to the ground, slamming you down for one arm. That's a bad spot to be. Um, Chris, is my device like is is has it sucked up enough um, mist to like start working or does it still need extra? Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's getting there. You, you can definitely do whatever you're planning on doing with it. Uh, what, what is? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um. Well, what an actual spirit box does is, like, it basically, um, I mean, it converts whatever, you know, like, noises spirits are making into, like, human language, I guess. Um, and so, um, I kind of want to convert that into so that we're able to understand whatever the beasts or the creatures are saying. So... (laughs) Do with the- yeah, go ahead and give me an investigative mystery roll as you, as you try and make your machine essentially, like, gather info from the mist that you're extracting. It's a nine, so you get to ask one question of this box, at least, in, in this particular tense moment. Um, uh, maybe, uh, maybe what is it going to do? Like, what, what, like, like, um, am I asking the mist or am I asking the creatures? You are asking the mist because that's what's currently trapped in your your, your okay. box. Okay. Um, it's 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 forcing this kind of spiritual non physical essence to respond like a person. Okay. Would. Um, I guess what I want to know, and maybe you can craft this into a question. I want to know why the creatures are so attracted to this mist. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think I could fiddle with that. That's fine. Again, this is a short arc, so I, I can let you guys do some things I normally wouldn't. Um. You, you, you kind of like just ask like what do they want from this mist um and and crackling sort of uh it comes out saying essentially um, test convert into if strong enough to stand against the pack however they must feed what the fuck does that mean <laughs> Your box is unreliable. God, I hate this. Um, <laughs> and and uh, it just it just essentially it goes. Feed citizens. Blight make stronger. Blight. And the the beasts continue advancing. Uh, Jairus, uh the last of the mist moves out of you, and again it it hurts a lot for that that to be drawn out of you. Uh, 
I actually want you to go and take one more harm, uh, ignore armor as it gets pulled out of you because it's Cause, it, yeah. it hurts coming and going. Uh. Um, but now the, the the beasts that are fixated are you are fixated in the object in Alex's hand. Um, I think I'm gonna say, I I th- I think feeding feeding these creatures. Is is making everything is making the blight stronger. We we can't let them eat anyone else. I I think I think that's what it's saying. <laughs> Jairus, what are you doing? Um, I, I'm gonna get myself to my feet. No, poor Jairus. And just <laughs> um, and basically just. Where's the? How many monsters are are in here now? It's it's the one. Uh, there by there Beth are and... four total. Uh, there there's the two. Uh, one of which uh, knocked Beth to the floor. Uh, that are a little bit across the room, and then there uh, is the one that was just suplexed by Sergeant James, <laughs> and then there's one that's very close to the two of you. Isn't there one that's like bleeding uh, out though? Uh, there's one that's dead. On okay, the ground. Yeah. it's 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 yeah. bloody and dead on the ground, like in the middle of the room. Uh, the Th- one there's one very... that is immediately threatening you. Yes. I don't know. I'm, yeah, the one that's very close to me. I'm basically gonna sh- like shield slam the fuck out of it and then try and stab. Essentially. All right. Yeah. Uh, give me a kick's mass. Why can't I roll? Oof. My man. My man. You have two luck. <clears throat> it's true. Fuck it. I'm gonna fuck this thing up. All right. Yeah. Use my luck. Uh, you uh, go and you shield bash this one out of the way and then turn to, to swing your sword into it. Uh, but just at the right moment, you catch in the, the glint of your shield the reflection of one of them sneaking up from behind. What do you do to that one? Um, Take its head off. Hmm. <laughs> Like anime swordmanship yeah. sh- style, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take its head off with one swipe yeah. of the sword. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're gonna be able to do uh, no, that much, but like, I think, I think what, what is your their... assailing technique? Also, you get, you get one additional option from the kicks mass for rolling a technical twelve. Oh, because that's what a luck does. Okay, um, I think I see the reflection. And kind of like immediately turn around and like go to chop its legs off. Essentially, I think I'm going to give plus one forward to to Alec since I kind of protect us both. I guess essentially. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you you uh, shield bash this one on the ground, catch the the glint of the reflection of the one trying to sneak up behind you, and swing around with a with a full swing to its legs. Uh, hamstringing it and kind of toppling it for a split second, uh, but it gets up and grabs onto your leg and just starts biting away for uh, to harm as uh, y- you kind of like push it away and kind of try and give uh, Alec the space he needs to do whatever he needs to do. Um, I... Th- uh... Beth and, uh, Beth and Sergeant Jane's Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. For a little while. I, I just want to clarify, so yep. because I'm a warrior, uh, since I'm technically fighting with old-fashioned weapons... I'll suffer one harm less. All right, yeah. And then, and, oh, actually, it says monster attacks always kind of old-fashioned, so cool. There you go. Neat. I'm still dying. It hurts. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. uh, what's your harm look like? I am unstable. Okay. Um, yeah. Beth is still shaken from this revelation that 
this creature is her son, um, and she doesn't want to fight it. At least she doesn't think she's ready to fight it right now. Um, but she will see that uh, others are still taking damage, and sort of that instinct to protect um, swells, and she will go run over to uh, Jairus and try to perform uh, sort of a DIY surgery, which is a move uh, to help heal him. Go ahead. Uh, I'll let you do that. You will have a negative one to do that while he's actively fighting a monster, though. Okay. It's like, you have to stop moving. I'm doing your stitches. And it's like, okay, yeah, but I'm being... He's biting my leg off. <laughs> How am I supposed to move and stay still in this situation? Mm, six. That is a six. Uh, yeah. Uh, you go in there trying to do the surgery uh, with the help of Jairus and a, a little bit of your own... Uh, just berserk fury. Uh, you, you attempt to fend off the monster for long enough to, 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 to bandage some of Jairus's wounds, uh, even if it's just a quick wrap. And before you can do anything, that monster just gets back with more speed than you were expecting and tackles you to the ground and just takes a bite out of your stomach for too long. Uh. Um, and the, the, the one uh, whose eyes you recognize is advancing on Alec. Um, the The Jesus, there's too many to track them. The other two are currently probably in some way being held at bay by Sergeant James. Let's investigate that further. Uh, yeah, so Sergeant James is uh, trying to get to the door, like to leave, because there's no reason they need to be fighting in this enclosed space. That's fair. Yeah, and I think that he's great. trying to convince other people to do the same thing, and All that right. might just look like spraying the room with fire real quick yelling everybody get out I'm, and then continuing to spray I'm, I'm sorry where did you get the fire sprayer from like like gun, gun oh, okay <laughs> not, not a flame <laughs> he has a flamethrower <laughs> also is that part of the gun like fuck so let me tell you about sergeant raymond james's weapons he has an assault rifle a grenade launcher three grenades submachine gun no. and he, a flamethrower attached to his hip at all times <laughs> All right. Uh, He's like a Mandalorian. <laughs> go ahead and actually give me a leave no one behind. I think that okay. tracks here. Uh, what you're trying to do is get everyone yeah, else out. Exactly. Give them the cover they need. I'm not very sharp. <laughs> that is a negative one you got there. <laughs> that, is that is the worst roll. I'm using luck. Nope, that's okay. 12. That's fair. Nope. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, everyone, I, I, are you all good with listening to his advice and getting out of here to, to get a better position for this fight? Yeah, because things are coming from behind us. And that's not. And also, if we go outside, there are other people. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right. Uh, describe to me your evacuation plan, then. I think as, as you, you, you spray your fire into the, the crowd, uh, you, you actually, as, as focused out you are on just so many things, uh, you just barely managed to catch yourself right as you're about to just trip over the corpse of one of the beasts uh, and you just jump barely managed to stick that landing and then continue on your plan which I'll let you describe now as if you fuck. So I think um, like I said it, it involves spraying a little bit and just like he does a quick rake of the room says everybody get out <laughs> and then does a second rake kicks one of the beasts that's gotten close and then as people are like rushing to the door he like empties his Fit, like finishes his uh, his clip, pulls out his nine millimeter, like pops a couple of shots, and then just like slams the door behind him. All right, yeah, it's fair. 
Uh, as you all exit uh, the room, um, it's actually uh, Sandra followed you out, helping the, the the elderly man as as he did so, because far be it from them to stay locked in with with everything that's going on in there. Uh, and they kind of make their way off to the side very quickly as you all exit and slam the door behind you. You are encountered by a um, hastily assembled blockade around uh, the building. Uh, a, a few more cop cars have arrived, and a few more cops are sort of standing at the edge of the crowd who are all, like, some of them are still kind of, like, rabble-rousing and, and angry, and but most of them just kind of look worried at all the sounds they've been hearing inside the building. And there's, like, a, a collective gasp that goes up as as you emerge, uh, at, which is, and everyone seems a little relieved until they hear the crunching of the door as as just an arm breaks through it, and then from behind the door, the entire door comes off its hinges, the door still hanging off of the arm to through it, as the four beasts fight to try and break out of the, the way, or out of the, the room. And their screams erupt from the crowd around you as many of them try and flee. Sergeant Jane yelled out, Y'all take cover! They, they, are, they are running for their vehicles. Um... Uh, many of them, like, unable to move because they were so packed in previously. Chris, are the creatures making any noise? Uh, they're, they're, like, growling and making, like, a, a strange, like, clicking, uh, snarl. Okay. Kind of like a, a, a like, back-of-the-throat growl. Can I try and use my device to, f- to, like, decode what they're saying? Uh, sure. I think that's a little more precise than the thing that you've actively got trapped in there. Uh, but I will let you go ahead and roll in Rescue Mystery yeah. on that as you try and break apart what it is. Let me see if this works. Please work. Please work. Please work. That's an eight. You get to ask one question. Um, maybe what is it going to do? You, like, try and figure out, like, parse out what they were trying to do. Um, like, what what are they saying? What what do they want? Uh, you demand of your machine. Um, and it kind of parses it out. And it's, it's several different voices kind of coming out as it translates these snarls and growls. And it's, uh... So hungry, feed, must, gnawing pain, feed, hungry, must, devour, kill, hungry. 